my theory on healing trauma. So I feel like something that's not really, there are many, I feel like many ways to heal trauma and to find that place of safety and peace and calm within your, you know, core entity or your um, self, like just in total, like your system, your nervous system, your your mind, your body. But I feel like one aspect that a lot of people don't really look at is the spirit. Um, and I feel that looking at children is a great way to look at um, not the fact that they're resilient, but they are resilient during childhood because they learn they they're still allowed to play and they're still allowed to have fun and to me I feel like a lot of times the trauma kicks in and comes online and the survival really comes online through adulthood is because they're no longer allowed to we we feel this internal guilt or shame you know through society that we're no longer allowed to have fun we're no longer allowed to play so playing and fun to me is is what I call the gateway to peace and fulfillment so when you don't have that and your spirit is is oppressed then you have nothing uplifting you from this place of fear and uh turmoil um that surrounds you we live in a heinous environment we live in an environment that is going to constantly be life like it's just life and it's like we have to learn how to grasp coping mechanisms that are healthy for us overall and the people around us they get us out of this state of survival the animalistic instincts of you know always on edge always in fear always um thinking you know we're in imminent danger and this is why also my theory is why being single living a single life you know everybody kind of go through this you know when you were single you was kind of running the streets and just living like it was no tomorrow you was young you didn't have like nothing to lose um and then you look at the college years too so when you're in college it's just automatic like a rite of passage where you just you're you're able to travel you're able to have fun you're able to just like I said there's no responsibilities and I feel like a lot of times you don't have those worries and people want to say that you're running away from your problems or this and that no it's not that it's just that you don't really problems don't seem as big as we make them and so I feel like when we get become older people equate that oh you're 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 going through a lot of your issues because now you have more responsibility but I feel like that's a misconception because it it can be perceived as just the association with trauma you know because you get older so you end up having more responsibility so it's easy to kind of put it as like that's what correlates with it but really ultimately to me I feel like it's because now you can no longer your ego comes online and you feel like oh you can't do this if you're a good mom like to be a good mom or to be a good dad or to be a good husband or to be a good um, wife or to be a good boyfriend or to be a good girlfriend like that new set of responsibilities kicks in and then it stops you from doing the things that brought you joy it stops you from doing the things that gave you passion it stops you from doing the things that gave you purpose so in that that's the real source of why now you go through burnout now you go through psychological crisis now you go through the uh, immense anxiety and the depression and, and that stuff comes back into play because the honeymoon phase is over so in the beginning, a lot of times, um, 
we're good but then it's like as that honeymoon phase is over and as things get more serious or you know people get married that's why a lot of times people say once you get married it's like things change and that's because in our egos sense of self when you become an actual husband and wife now the roles of your identity have changed and you can no longer do the fun stuff. Oh, you can't hang out with your boys no more. Oh, you can't hang out with your girlfriends no more. You can't do this. You can't do that. And so these are the aspects of fun. These are the aspects of uh, play. These are the aspects that, that ground you um, in that childlike spirit that uplifts you. And, like, for the children who who do have trauma as children, I feel like they have trauma as children because they don't feel that sense of play. They may be deprived of play. They may be constantly surrounded by um, abuse and they never get that chance to um, to recenter. Kind of like um, how black people feel like we're constantly bombarded with trauma. We're constantly bombarded with the race cause and the, uh, you know, the revolution and the, uh, and the, um, uh, black people being killed in movies and da, 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 and and we see ourselves in them so we're constantly bombarded with trauma that we we're out we're stuck in this overdrive this hyper fight flight or freeze where we dissociate where we have no choice but to dissociate because it's like we literally nowhere is safe so we either go into um coping mechanisms with you know uh, uh substance abuse or we go into dissociation where we become numb or we you know we find other alternatives like we become workaholics or we um some people may find happy place like where you can visualize a place in your mind where you feel a, a sense of peace and calm and safety so this is what happens because of that and so this is just my theory and my reflection on healing trauma i'm determined to find true solutions to heal black people and humans in general because like I said I'm not for the race war I'm not for the dividing and conquering because honestly that is traumatic to everyone it, you know it's traumatic to a black person to walk by a white person and automatically their mind starts thinking oh uh, they're treating me bad or, or are they going to hurt me or what's going to happen or you know it's traumatic when you're driving and a cop pulls behind you and your stomach drops and your heart starts beating fast automatically thinking of all the black people who have been slain who you see constantly depicted on media over and over and over why you think those things are happening it's just re-traumatizing it's not to create an uprising it's to create an oppression of your spirit like I said there are a lot of pressures of being black and feeling like you have to constantly uh, embrace or, or take on the stressors or traumas of other black people is a, a way that keeps you um, down you just because you don't harbor the same feelings ex in, in the same intensity as someone else who does not mean you're not for the cause does not mean you don't care and and sometimes you have to separate yourself and create filters filter the windows of the soul whatever causes you trauma whatever causes you stress and worry it is okay to create boundaries around it you know what i'm saying like th this is the things that you have to do in order to uh give yourself the space to actually do what you need to do to live a happy, fulfilling life and to actually see light and to get out of this darkness of of depression, anxiety, fear of so much fear. Black people, we I'm I'm always saying black people because I'm speaking from my perspective. This could go for anyone though. We we hold a lot of fear 
everything is held in our heart, I feel like. Because when I feel sadness, it hurts my heart. I literally, my heart physically hurts. When I'm afraid and really terrified, my heart hurts. Like, there's so much fear in our heart. There's so much sadness and heartache and heartbreak um, in our hearts. There's so much despair and and just hopelessness and helplessness in our hearts we need to find hope again and we need to find faith again and when you're going on this journey of self-love and just healing all the things that keep you down faith is going to be very important I truly believe in God I don't care what anyone else thinks um you can say I'm a uh you know person who wants to worship or whatever whatever you may say God's love is what sustains me so um these are very important for healing. But that's all I want to do talk about right now. I just want to wrap up my theorizing healing trauma for, you know, the black spirit or what have you. Reflecting on depression, you know, growing up, I had a lot of, I was a shameful person. Constantly fearing judgment. And just reflecting on, you know, depression and suicide and um, attempts and all these other things that I've experienced in my lifetime. I just think it's it comes from being spiritually exhausted, being burnt out spiritually, just tired, like just born tired, like the song says, like. Just born tired, just tired of constantly feeling afraid, constantly feeling uh, anxious, constantly feeling um, sad, um, helpless, um, like there's no one out here to help you, there's no resources, there's no one actually giving you solutions, constantly want, do you Do you think I haven't wanted to give up? I, I always want to give up, but I keep going. When I'm afraid, I do it anyway. Like, these, it's like you have to because there's no one out here really giving you a handout. Everyone is making you work so hard for it, you know, and, and it's frustrating because deep down, we are very sensitive beings as black people. And, and, the, and that sensitivity is in a weakness. We're sensitive because we've been beaten so much our spirits have been beaten so much yeah our bodies may be young but but our spirits are tired we're tired of people think we're lazy no our spirits are tired we're tired of working we're tired of healing we're tired of 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 hearing all of the negative things that we go through we know this already it's like beating a dead horse for lack of a better uh metaphor or analogy whatever you want to call it but it's like we're we're tired. Constantly feeling paranoid, constantly feeling skeptical, constantly feeling cynical, constantly having self doubt, uh, insecurities. Um, you know, not knowing if you're projecting. You know, if you if you're looking at things from a, from a trauma perspective, or you know what I like to call a trauma bias. You know, seeing a person from your wounds and not seeing them for who they are. You know. This goes along with um, healing trauma. It can be like a healing, my, my theory on healing trauma part two or reflecting on healing trauma. But it's like when you see a white person and, you know, you, you, you go up to them and, you know, they may be kind of dry or something. You feel like they dry or you feel like they just uh, 
standoffish. You may you're gonna automatically assume, oh, they've been racist, or you know, um, you see a guy and the guy is trying to hit on, uh, gives you a compliment, and you automatically think, oh, look at this uh, thirsty, or look at this guy trying to hit on me. He's 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 abuser. He's this or he he's trying to take advantage or he just want me for my body. All these things. Not just seeing them as, oh, maybe he's just giving me a compliment. You know, um, seeing things from these filters that, that trauma make us have, these it's like a shade that doesn't paint the picture of reality. You're seeing it, judging it, this event or this moment from a past event or from things that you've seen in the media. Because a lot of times we have not personally experienced a lot of the traumas we've, we've gone through. So now we're just projecting from something that we've heard of or that we see because as black people, as a community, we take on events that we see personally. You know, seeing so many depictions of black people being followed or uh, by police and beaten by police makes us see now police in that light. We cannot, we, it's hard to detach from the stories and the narratives that we've heard constantly over and over and over and that make us hold on to this trauma, seeing every situation from this perspective. What I like to do is sometimes when you're stuck in a helpless moment and you're in that trigger state and you're in that uh, high uh, survival mode, the only thing you can do is pray, breathe, and distract. Or what I also like to do is prove your mind wrong. So in a situation with a white woman that you feel like may be racist or whatever, what you do is prove it wrong make some small talk you step out of your head and actually um say something to her like good morning oh it's hot out here you know anything something to, to get out of your head and actually see is there validity to these thoughts that are going in my head because your body is feeling unsafe it's making your mind have all these kinds of thoughts of you know fear because you don't feel safe so make yourself feel safe by proving your mind wrong you know speak to her now, if she and then if she's still a rude or a jerk, maybe look at it from, OK, what what empowers you? That's her problem. What what can you tell yourself that empowers you that doesn't make you automatically assume the worst? OK, maybe she's having a bad day. Maybe she's just a jerk. Maybe she's like this to everybody. Whatever it is, make it where you don't continue to hold on to these narratives that keep you in this place of learned helplessness, learned hopelessness. Do something that empowers you. That's her problem. Her rudeness is her problem. It has nothing to do with me. It is not a reflection of me. It does not define me because she is rude, because she doesn't know about customer service, because she doesn't know how to, um, because maybe she, because she is human and she is having a bad day and she's allowed to be in her feelings. You know, all of these things, you know? And then as far as, um, you know, being tailed, a situation where you feel like, oh my God, what's happening? Uh, uh, am I going to get pulled over? Is something bad going to happen to me? You know, breathe. Put your hand on your heart. If you can't, you're driving, you know. Take some deep breaths. Tell yourself, I'm safe. That is just a conditioning that I have. That is just a story that my mind tells me because I constantly see these stories played over and over and over in the media, in the news and TV shows. I'm constantly bombarded with trauma depictions in every single aspect of the, of life. You can just tell yourself, that's just my anxiety from, from, from the, from trauma conditioning. There's just this story, you know, uh, turn on some music that you like, get, get out of that 
distract the mind, calm the mind, calm the ego, you know, do something that calms the mind. You're in the car, so you're kind of stuck. In these situations, you can't do uh, Qigong or Tai Chi or uh, meditation. You're driving. So what you do is you do you find resources that you have. Turn on the music. If you got your kid in the backseat, start talking to him. Do, do something funny, you know. Be silly. Be childlike again. Soothe and, and just be aware of how you're feeling. And this is why being aware of your body and your sensations kind of keep you ahead of of your reactions you know you instantly if you see a cop you're like oh, okay my anxiety finna finna drop or you see this car jet out in front of you you know your stomach drops and these these now also know that these responses are part of the normal um fight or flight response there's nothing so you're not trying to stop the response what you're trying to do is be able to come back to center so your body doesn't stay in this constant state of hyper um fight or flight you're trying to get to a place where you can recenter and come back to a place of peace where you can be in the present moment. But they are useful because when that car jumps in front of you, if you need to slam on your brakes, you're going to need your heart to start racing it and, um, you know, your, your stomach to drop to send the signal to your brain to say, oh, stop. These are automatic. It's like the automatic uh, autonomic nervous system. They're part of it. You have the sympathetic system, which is like the um, fight or flight, and you have the parasympathetic, which is the rest or digest. So you need that sympathetic nervous system, that fight or flight, to get you to instinctively step on your brakes. But then it's like, oh, maybe you don't need to step on your brakes, and you need to, okay, in the, in the, in the, the how can I say, the danger is past. You know, you, you kind of got out the way or they didn't really go out in front of you. They moved out of the way. So now it's time to come back to center. Now it's time for the rest of digest to kick in. But for some people, the rest of digest doesn't kick in right away or ever at all. And you're in this hyper, uh, constantly in the survival mode of, of your animalistic instincts, just <laughs> always paranoid, you know, um, just looking always looking over your shoulder, always thinking you're in danger, always thinking everybody's out to get you, you know, and this is where the, the learned uh, helplessness comes from. This is where the victim mentality comes from because it's not a victim mentality, it's a victim reality. As black people, we're constantly bombarded with depictions of trauma, so it's hard to get into a state of rest and digest when you feel like every second you look at the TV, every time you listen to a song, it's about somebody's pain, it's about somebody's trauma. And the trauma is not even ours, but we take it on because we feel so deeply. The, and the hope is lost. That's why I'm not against, you know, watching something funny, listening to music, things that, that uplift our spirit that is not really promoted in healing a lot. And people may think of it as a distraction or, um, you know, numbing or whatever, or dissociation. But all, a lot of times it's not that. Sometimes we need a... A place of escape we need a place to to recenter we need a safe space and comedians that's why I say comedians actors actresses athletes um, they have a, a gift because they bring hope and they bring light to the world they give us a moment to forget about what we're engulfed in this trauma and I am gonna do you know more laid out more uh, intensive um, video on healing trauma and you know the black psyche engulfed in trauma but I just kind of was reflecting on it a little more and this is you know more digestible shorter for somebody else 
who uh, who doesn't want to go through all the science behind it or whatever. But um, I also would do a separate one specifically on more solutions to um, getting through those trigger states and healing through that trauma and that depression and that anxiety, you know. But, um, yeah, so hopefully you guys can kind of get a better understanding of it from this. So I was reflecting on some things that gave me, like, insight and epiphanies you know i was reflecting on fasting um and and like the black starter reflex and why we're hypersensitive and different the whole bunch of different things that did, pertaining to depression anxiety and he and healing trauma overall but and sorry for all the noise but you guys know this is a raw and uncut um podcast and sometimes my environment is not ideal right now i'm at the park with my son while letting him play you know exert that energy and constantly promoting play but um i started thinking about oh how me and my um my husband we go on like date weekends like slash vacations we'll get like a hotel you know um, near, you know, kind of a little bit of ways, sometimes close to the Galleria downtown area, and just to kind of get out of the mundane, you know, sometimes we get bored um, with the reminder of everyday life, and so sometimes we just want to get get away and go out to eat, get dressed up, uh, relax, and, and, and lay our heads somewhere where we know we don't got to clean up behind ourselves afterwards, even though, you know, my OCD behind, still going to be cleaning up, <laughs> but, you know, just a place we know we got room service, or we have um, a cleanup service, all the stuff, we can go to the jacuzzi and pool, and I just want to say that because, um, you know, I got a reminder from one of these ladies who she she's all about helping people find their purpose and their passion and she sent me an email talking about how traveling is transformative and it just really jogged my memory like I already have these things in my notes but sometimes you got to be re-reminded of things that you've already uh came to understanding of and this is why I say I repeat and may sound redundant a lot because we need to hear things over and over and over to drill it in our head to reprogram our mind but it just reminded me how transformative staycations and traveling truly is. Is because it's like you're in a whole different energy, in a sense. Like you just feel like the vibe is different. Like when you're, it's like your mind is taken away from the mind, the reminder. It's like out of sight, out of mind. Because you're not in that environment where you have to do some of the things that we don't really want to do as you know adults and whatnot. Um, you know, we 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 we. we, we we reframe them and, and make them labors of love but deep down you know we still want our little fun and our and our and our moments to let our hair down and so i feel like when you put your spirit and, and cater to your spirit like the royalty it is then it, it helps move you it helps uh feel feel like home and then if you top it off with uh, situations that give you that comfort give you that nostalgia then it's better and you can uh come to a, a great place of of growth of relaxation of nurturance of healing i every time i've gone and just gotten into that deep uh pool i mean not pool a tub that they have at this hotel that i really love man it's just like it just does something to my spirit i'm trying to tell y'all like nostalgia comfort 
I'm not going to stop repeating these things. Things that cater to my spirit are really essential for healing. And I just have to say that. So, staycations, traveling, do it. <laughs> Fun is fulfilling and a gateway to peace. When you think about mind-body connection and how people are always promoting that for healing, um, you know, the spirit is kind of left out a lot. And so, mind-body-spirit connection, what better way to tap into that than doing something fun but like you know in your body fun like going to urban air and just jumping up and down and and really just letting out that that child like inner child have fun and and just letting your hair down it it's transforming as, as well like i just kind of did a video about staycations and and creating nostalgia what better way to create nostalgia than tapping into your inner child and so Fun is something, it's like the lost healing modality that people don't really talk about. It's, it's, there's a lot of passion behind it. You know, I'm big on um, finding your purpose and finding, tapping into your passions, but fun is, is equally important. You need moments to just lay all your burdens down and let all your worries go. When you do this, you're automatically quieting that mind that what well, I think what people call the monkey brain or monkey mind and tapping into your body the sensations the joy the bliss that you feel uh, awakening those emotions aligning those emotions with your spirit more so than worry stress anxiety you know all those other types of emotions that keep your spirit down so this is a way to dispel and dismantle a lot of that and just kind of just I, I don't even know how it's nothing to get deep and serious about it just do it <laughs> like I don't want to overwork your brain just go out have fun do something fun you know uh, go play basketball with your friends go interact with some people your family your friends people who make you feel safe and, and loved and just good times um, what else could you do you have to think what things grounded you as a child what things did you do as a child that made you feel so much fun when you when you daydream or go to your happy place where do you go what things do you do do you gaze at the clouds do you gaze at the stars do you run uh, in an empty field uh, do you swing when I take my son to the playground I get on the swings myself I'll get on the slides myself and I'm not gonna lie it's a, a little exhilarated it's kind of like your adrenaline get the, your heart gets the beating because like ooh I ain't been on this in a long time and but it's like so fun like you just release a lot of those um, good hormones not the stress releasing hormones like cortisol so it's just like just do it just have some fun don't be so serious. <laughs>